listening to the Horror Cave and Friends Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Horror Cave and Friends Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. We have a great show set out for each and every single one of you. I am joined once again with my co-host, Jesse. Hey guys, how you doing? And today we have an awesome true crime story. Obviously, the story isn't awesome because there's a lot of tragedy, but it is super interesting and it is currently ongoing. This case is ongoing. You may have heard of it. It's going through all the news media outlets. It is storming the nation. It is none other than the Gabby Petito case. This case, like I said, is still ongoing and there's a lot we got to break down, Jesse. So you ready for this, bro? Oh, yes. Let's dig into this. So we have a whole timeline from July 2nd to current day, which today for us, it's September 29th. By the time you guys are going to be seeing it, it's going to be October 4th because we post a podcast every Monday weekly. So starting off with kind of how this all started. Um, So Petito and Brian Laundrie, the name of her her fiance at the time, uh, they departed. And they were going to go on a huge cross-country trip. Now, it was from Kansas all the way through different national parks and getting all the way to Utah. So they got a van and all that stuff. They went out. And, you know, nobody thought anything of it. It was normal. She was checking in with her mom and all that other stuff. And then there was an altercation on August 12th. Now, uh, Jesse, I don't know if you saw this, but there is body cam footage of the altercation. Uh, yes, where I guess, I've actually seen it. Mm-hmm, where they kind of got in like an argument and supposedly she was trying to grab the steering wheel when he was driving the vehicle and then she scratched him and all that other stuff. But when I saw the video, I thought it was kind of crazy because, you know, she looked all shooken up and everything. And I was just like, whoa, like I didn't know what side to be- like to decide with because there was both. It was just crazy, you know? Yeah, it really was, man. I saw the um, video myself and mm-hmm. at first I didn't understand what was going on until mm-hmm. I actually went through the video again. And yeah. they had subtitles for it because, you know, I really couldn't hear it because due to them being out on the freeway or wherever they were, yeah. it was kind of loud. But with the subtitles um, and reading everything, I'm just sitting there like, OK, this guy is playing it off mm-hmm. like he's the victim. And that's actually, what I thought. Mm-hmm. He's not. Yep. Now, Daddy a lot of you was. guys. Oh, yeah. And a lot of you guys are probably thinking like, well, we don't know if, you know, she was confirmed killed by him or whatever. But we're going to get into that. Mm-hmm. We have our thoughts. We have our theories. So we're just going to finish off this timeline and then uh, we're going to get into the crazy part, which, you know, there's updates that happened today, which are just mind blowing. And uh, oh, Jesse, man. you're not going to believe those either. I haven't even told you about them yet, but you're going to hear them. And it's yeah. crazy. But um, so, yeah, so they had the altercation on August 12th, and then her last known whereabouts was in Wyoming on August 25th, and she was heading towards Yellowstone National Park. Now, that was the last place that the parents knew that she was going to be going, but the last Mm -hmm. time that they had communication with her was on August 30th. So um, they the parents thought that was really weird because they got a weird text message. I don't have the text message on me, unfortunately, but I do know it had something to do with um, like is grandpa. OK, but how she worded it was, I think his name was Stan. I could be wrong if I am. I apologize. But um, I think it was Grandpa Stan. And she said, like, is Grandpa Stan OK or he needs money or something really, really weird. Like if personally, if I like needed to see if somebody was OK, like a family member, I don't think I would call them by their first name if they were like my grandparent. 
or my uncle or something like, I mean, maybe like uncle John or whatever, but in terms yeah. of like grandparents, that's kind of weird. What, what do you think about that, Jesse? Um, well, you know, we all have our uh, slanders for mm-hmm. um, our grandparents, I guess yeah. you could say like pop pop or mm-hmm. pop, mama, that type of thing. Right. As far as the text message, man, um, when I read about it and saw the video and how they felt that that text message wasn't sent from her. Mm-hmm. And if you want me to be honest, I've seen so many uh, forensic files, man. Like I could sit and binge watch forensic files. Like episode <laughs> <Same. after> episode. <laughs> oh yeah. Like I could be up at four o'clock still watching it. And mm-hmm. it's nothing to laugh about because that's real, yeah. that's real murder cases. Right. And Basically, what I'm saying is I've seen so many shows and how they figure out, you know, the cases half of the time and how you could put two pieces together like a puzzle. So it's kind of going in that kind of vibe. Once I um, heard that the text message felt they felt it wasn't from, you know, actually her. So that gave me an instinct like, man, oh, please, no. And, you know, I feel like for the parents, especially thinking that it was out of the ordinary, you know, they know their daughter more than anybody, any any of us, like the, I guess you could say, like the people looking into the case and everything, trying to figure out what's going on. But obviously mm-hmm. they know their daughter more than anybody. And they would yeah. definitely tell. I mean, I'm pretty sure someone could tell how their kid texts them. You know what I mean? Just by how they Thank text you. and all that stuff. So just to get a text message like that, that was out of the ordinary. I do think that was definitely a little bit weird. And especially because <laughs> the parents, you know, they know how that person talks or how they get their text messages through. You know what I mean? And so to yes. get something like that, they're like, okay, this isn't right. Because why would she say it like this? Because maybe she said a text message similar to like that in the past. And it wasn't worded the way that it was when the parents got that one. You know what I mean? It, it's yes. a little weird. But um, I think the weirdest part, and obviously, I mean, this is the weirdest part. On September 1st, Brian Laundry, her fiance, came back to Northport without Gabby Petito. Like, just came back with oh, the band and everything. Which is mind-blowing. Really? Like, like that, that is, is insane. That is, it's like, it's basically an explosion of dynamite going off in my head right there. Because how do you even like come back without her dude i know that is crazy everything is just peaches and cream come on man exactly like uh if gosh that that is crazy to me you know people were saying oh they could have had a fight they just something regardless you are her fiance it is your job even if you aren't married yet because you're technically still her boyfriend you're not married yet yeah fiance whatever but it is your job to protect that person no matter what even if you have an argument or what even if they called mm-hmm. off their marriage, say on the trip because they had an argument that bad, I would still yeah. want to take that person back to their house. I'm not just going to kick them out and just leave them. You know what I mean? Because that that's, is just that's messed. That's super that's messed up. For. And that person can get really hurt. And in this case, if that were to happen, where it, we find out later on that Brian Laundry kicked out Gabby Petito off the side of the road or something, and that's why she died, he's still guilty. He might not have killed her physically, but he still killed her. He could have prevented that. But we're going to get into oh, all that man. stuff. You know what I mean? Because there are <clears throat> so many theories and possibilities that could have happened uh, in, in this case. And I'm definitely going to give my my thoughts. And then, um, Jesse, you know, you'll give yours as well. But um, yeah, no so problem. on September 11th, the family of <clears throat> Gabby Petito reported her missing. And obviously, 
I feel like on September 11th, that's when TikTok, uh, the platform TikTok, if you guys aren't familiar, it's a huge social media platform, but I'm pretty sure everybody like by now knows what TikTok is. Um, oh, and by the way, the horror cave is on TikTok now. Just had to put that out there. And uh, so a lot of TikTokers, they're calling them TikToker investigators. They started Ooh. to uh, really get into the case. And I feel like that's what really brought the popularity to the Gabby Petito case. Because the last time that I remember a huge crime case being like big, big was, um, do you uh, recall the Chris Dorner case with a guy, he killed like the two LAPD officers and then he went up in a big bear and like set the place on fire. It, it was insane. Haven't heard of it. Okay. So in California, I, I wouldn't, I guess it was kind of us too, because they didn't know where he was going, but um, he killed like two uh, police officers and then he went to uh, Big Bear, went to a cabin. I think he lit up, it up like in fire and then he shot himself. But I remember for that oh. whole week. Yeah, that was crazy. But for that whole week, um, I was in a program called Civil Air Patrol and we would have meetings at an airport uh, near my house. And whenever I went to that airport and at that time they had wanted photos of him all over the airport because they said, oh, he might be coming here to take a helicopter or some shit you know it was crazy oh man and, and, get and, out yeah and seeing that as a kid i was like holy cow like this is this is crazy this is unreal but now seeing a case like this that's going all over the place again is just absolutely insane like this guy brian laundry is probably the most wanted man in the united states i would think you know because everybody's talking time. about it. yeah definitely because everybody is talking about it and everybody wants to know where this guy is and they're looking for him but, uh, you know, on September 15th, officially, Brian Laundrie, her fiance, was named a person of interest by the police. And I think I would have named him a person of interest a whole, like, probably the day that she went missing officially uh, when they reported her missing, which was September 11th. Because if the guy came back without her, uh, hello, where is she? Like that. Thank you. That's crazy. And why wasn't he named a person of interest before? That's my opinion, because I feel like obviously and, and it's more of a bigger deal because um, I mean, even if they were just boyfriend and girlfriend, but they were fiance, fiance and, uh, you know, bride to be. And he didn't come back with the bride to be like that is crazy. Oh. That is insane. <sighs> you just got engaged to this woman, mm -hmm. you know, to, went on a trip. Uh, and basically, on one of her Instagram posts, mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm correct, but on one of her Instagram posts, it's probably after they got engaged or probably when they got engaged, she said um, in the comment or, you know, the caption, um, till death do us part. Oh, and dude, that's crazy. I, I that gives me chills. God, it gave me chills that's when I insane. found out that she did it bro and i'm sitting there like wow i'm not gonna say the words man because i respect the dead and i respect their parents mm -hmm. and what you know the family had to go through you right. know what i'm saying i really respect um i really res i'm gonna respect uh most of my opinions if you want me to be honest because they're still trying to figure this whole thing out and right I'm not going to, you know, bash the situation, but I am a person that knows right from wrong. And mm -hmm. I do have a right to say some things, but, you know, I'm going to keep it respectful. Mm -hmm. It's just crazy how all this happened, man. It's uh, right.
Yeah, it it's absolutely insane. And uh, what's crazy is like how his parents have also not wanted to like talk to anybody. They didn't want to talk to law enforcement. They didn't want to talk to anybody about where their son is. They keep that saying, oh, we don't know where he is. However, I do have something uh, that's going to be towards the end of our timeline, which we'll get to in a brief second about that, which is crazy. But um, so on September 16th and 17th, uh, Laundry, Brian Laundry's sister, uh, I don't have her name, but we'll just call her Miss Laundry for now. Uh, she spoke to Good Morning America. And I guess the parents were pissed off. The attorney was pissed off that she did that. And um, I mean, I feel like she knows something that we don't, obviously. Uh, and her parents probably said, why would you do that? Blah, blah, blah. And I, I don't know, because it's like she felt some good to at least talk about it. And obviously she might not be in the know because I don't know if she lives with the parents and Brian yeah. still, because I do know that Brian still lives with his parents. Um. But on September 17th, uh, the same day, the parents reports Brian missing, which is crazy. Absolutely mind boggling because it's like first Gabby was missing. OK, and then now Brian's missing. And I remember on TikTok specifically, a lot of people were saying that Brian went to go back to go look for Gabby because he probably thought, oh, I messed up. Let me go back and get her. That's not the case because mm. the current day we're hearing otherwise, but on September 20th laundry, uh, his, the laundry home was searched by the FBI. And uh, I don't think I haven't heard anything that they found like any substantial evidence that was like, you know, breaking the case or anything. I, yeah. I do remember seeing the videos on YouTube of them, like taking boxes, of like paperwork and all that other stuff out of the side of the house. But um, that was like a big thing. I remember seeing that. But one mm -hmm. thing I don't want to forget to mention uh, that happened the day prior, which was September 19th in Wyoming, the last place that Gabby Petito was found, a body unfortunately was found. And on September 21st, <laughs> two days after that, the autopsy confirmed that it was Gabby Petito. Now, after that, I did think that was really weird. Um, well, obviously it is very weird, but in the same place, it, it's crazy. You know, the only thing that they did say was that it was because of a homicide. They didn't say specifically how she died. If it was a gunshot wound strangulation, they, they haven't disclosed any of that information. So we still don't know that to this day to when, uh, as of the recording of this uh, podcast episode, but um, on September 23rd, an arrest warrant was issued for Brian Laundry uh, because, you know, they were still obviously they're still searching for him right now as we speak, but um, they still haven't found him. And I want to ask you, Jesse, before I go on more on this timeline, where do you think this guy went? What do you think Brian Laundry is? What do you think he did? All right. So here comes uh, the moment of me having an opinion. Mm -hmm. So let's first off, I'm going to go back to, uh, brian's uh parents okay and how they didn't co you know cooperate basically they're right. not telling us anything and i'm gonna give the listeners two two of my theories to that okay so one of the theories is could be but i don't have children i don't have no kids at all so 
but what both from what I've learned, man, from what I've seen, yeah, being an older brother and all that, like having children and protecting them is probably everything to a parent, you know. And right. I'm not saying Brian did anything because we really can't say anything until evidence is until you know, we know officially, you know. You know, so I'm not gonna point fingers, but listeners, I'm gonna tell you guys this. It seems sketchy from what I've seen, but I'm not gonna point the fingers, but it does seem weird. And the thing about it is the first theory is when you have a child, you'll do anything to protect your child, you'll right. do anything to keep them safe or you know, right or wrong. And I know a lot of parents could feel that out there because you have children of your own. Like, if you have children, listeners, go in their room and look at them. And then ask yourself, would you do the same thing? Mm -hmm. And I'll leave that theory alone. But here's the second one. <sighs> far as him disappearing and everything, mm -hmm. My first thought, and I'm going to be dead honest with you, is hmm. by him disappearing, made me realize, like, maybe he realized what he's done. Right. And he's probably guilty of what he's done. So he probably went out in the wilderness and realized what he'd done, and it probably pressured him so much that he probably blew his head off or killed himself. That's another thing, but um, I, don't, I don't mean to cut you off. But I, I was thinking the same thing in the very beginning when he officially went missing. I was thinking that he committed suicide. But, mm -hmm. you know, to backtrack a little bit, the crazy thing to me is if this guy is innocent, which I mean, at the time of this recording, I don't personally, I don't think he is. Uh, I think he is guilty. But I mean, we still don't know. But if he did not do anything to this girl, whether he physically killed her or yeah. he kicked her off on the side of the road, which is still freaking unacceptable. True. He. You know, if he didn't do any of that stuff, why would he run away? It makes no sense Thank to me. You. If he didn't do anything to this girl, why would he run away? Even if it was an accident where he kicked her off on the side of the road and didn't physically hurt her, he mm -hmm. still should have picked her up and just made amends. You know, or if it was such a big of a problem where she was acting sporadically, because I heard that she had uh, a couple of like anxiety and mental issues, um, yeah. which, you know, humans have that. It, it, it happens. But if it was to the problem where he couldn't drive the vehicle because she was acting sporadically or whatever, he should have called the parents. He should have told them, hey, I can't drive the vehicle because she's doing this. I don't want to leave yeah. her here. You know, let's let's try to figure something out. Because if yeah. that was a situation, he actually did something to where he kicked her out of the car or he did something to her. Come on, man. That, yeah. Like, you know, it's crazy. Like, why would the you pattern that? that I was talking about earlier too. the pattern that I was talking about from watching forensic files. And I'm not saying, uh, you know, I'm uh, the smartest guy when it comes to, you know, things like that. But if you watch the show so many times, you learn a couple of things, you know what right. I mean? Oh, yeah. So um, I thought that he probably went out and, you know, killed himself, but then I, I shot that down because I probably, to be honest, shooting himself would be the coward way out to do that. Right. And just like I said, in the forensic files, that's what happens when a person is guilty and found out that they are guilty and they're going to go to jail and do major time and they don't want to go and do the time. They'll basically commit suicide right. to 
avoid that. So for yeah. him to disappear, there is a third. There is a there is a third theory that I have that I just came up with that I'm thinking about. He probably, you know, just went on a run as well, man. Who knows? That's what I'm thinking. Well, they can't find him because he knew what the hell he did. Right. And you got to think this guy's life probably. I mean, I don't know how him and Gabby were before this whole trip, but it sounded like he liked to go camping and all that stuff. So he might be really educated and all that kind of stuff, you know, having knowing yeah. how to survive in the woods and all that. But probably uh, a fake death. <laughs> hey, I, mean, I wouldn't be death. shocked at this point. If that happens, uh, we're definitely going to report we'll it. On try here. to fake it. Hmm. That's possible. But, you know, what? what's also kind of like making me really mad is how the parents, it seems, we don't know officially, but it seems like the parents are helping him with this. You know, there was reports that his mom got him a burner phone, which is like, what? It's insane. And then on top of that, the Brian Laundry family, him and his father and his mother went to a campsite in Florida. I don't know the name of the campsite, um, but, you know, you can look it up on Google and it will tell you and everything. But I do know it was in Florida. All three of them checked in. Two of them left. Who were the two that left? The mom and the dad. Now, this campsite was also surrounded by islands in Florida from what it said. Uh, they were saying that he could have been on an island in Florida, uh, you know, staying away from the cops and all that stuff. Or the latest report today that I heard is that he went to Cuba, freaking Cuba, which is crazy. Now, wait, I did see wait. that. Yeah. I did see there's boating distance from Florida to Cuba. Obviously, this would take hours, like days, probably. You know what I mean? This would take a really long time to get there. But it, I think they were saying Havana, Cuba, where is a possibility of where he could have gone. And you got to think, you're, all this information and all this news and all this media is happening in the United States. Yeah, you might hear a little bit of it in Canada, a little bit over here, a little bit over there. But in Cuba, probably not really. So that's a possibility. I don't, you know, I don't know. It, it, it's really, it's really weird. This case is really weird for sure because there's just so many theories, so many possibilities. And then, dude, you even got people on TikTok taking pictures of bald men with beards, calling them Brian Laundry. Like this is crazy. Oh, this thing has went. This thing has spun up in a tornado, dude. Oh yeah. Like here, dude. Before we even got on this podcast, I kid you not. Mm -hmm. One of my friends showed me a guy that was on TikTok, ball head, looked just like Brian. I know. And he started the video and he was like, I don't even know what to say. You know, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. dude, it's crazy, man. It's really crazy. Like, it is. Everybody is talking about it. It's the it's the main topic right now, man. And it is. all these theories are coming out. And I had no idea that they tried to say that he went to Cuba. And why did y'all? Did y'all really just create a Tupac theory? Because that's what they said on Tupac. They I, say Tupac is not dead. He is somewhere on an island, you know, in Cuba, you know, watching all of us just sitting back chilling. And yeah. let me tell you people right now, okay? I'm a diehard Tupac fan. I got Thug Life tatted on my chest. No games, okay? Check this mm -hmm. out. Tupac, this is going to blow people's minds. They're probably going to go crazy, but... Now, Tupac can be dead because I'm sorry, man. His mom passed away, um, I think, back in 2018 or something. Mm -hmm. And after all these things that have happened, you think Tupac wouldn't have came back by now? And 
if you want me to be honest, you know, Tupac might be alive because there was a time where I thought that Tupac was really alive because they said Machiavelli, if you spell it backwards, it's uh, I'm alive and all this other stuff. Oh, yeah. Crazy stuff. So, you know, back to the Brian thing. I didn't mean to go Tupac on y'all, but when they said Cuba, I'm like, Tupac? Y'all, no, y'all didn't try to Tupac him. Right. <sighs> I rest my case. <laughs> it, it's crazy, you know. And, I mean, there's just so many different theories, so many things of where this guy could have gone. But uh, we do have some information on possible whereabouts. Uh, as of today, um, Dog the Bounty Hunter, of all people, uh, Jesse, I'm not sure if you're familiar with his TV show that used to oh, be on I know exactly okay. who okay. that guy is. Yeah. Nice hairdo, man. You have the blonde hair, the vest, the tattoos, the, the glasses, the feathers you're, in the hair. You're, Randy Sav- you're related to Randy Savage. I don't care what nobody says. <laughs> yeah. And um, so Dog the Bounty Hunter, he he is searching for him. I believe the day that he started searching for him was about four days ago or so. He actually went to the laundry's parents' house to knock on the door. Didn't have any luck. Nobody answered, but I think he talked to like a couple of neighbors. But Dog mm-hmm. the Bounty Hunter, um, today believes that he's camping on an island now he declined to reveal the location like the exact location however as of about maybe three hours ago they i mean this is gonna sound like what no way like being sarcastic but i'm serious they said that they found a monster energy can on an island that is known to be deserted like nobody's supposed to be on it it's kind of just one of those bodies of land that's in the middle of the water um, yeah, and you know, it's just it's kind of there. Like nobody goes there to camp. Nothing. It's just you know, it's just there. Uh, they found wow. a monster energy can there. Uh, it wasn't rusted. It wasn't you know sun damaged, meaning that like it wasn't like worn out or anything. It was like brand new and it was crushed, thrown on the ground. And they were shocked by that because obviously nobody's on the island. Why would their trash be on there? So they're kind of looking Ooh. into that. And if they were smart, I feel like they should test it for DNA. Maybe. I don't know if they could do that. I'm pretty sure they can because there's like... Yeah. Oh, yes. They could... Dude. Forensic file uh, chat right quick. Yeah. For my forensic files people out there, y'all know dang well that a person could get caught by a tiny little piece of hair. There was even this... All right. So for my forensic file people out there, have y'all seen that episode when um, there was, uh, I believe, a black male... He uh, murdered a woman inside of her home. And then after the murder, he put her in the bathtub and then walked on a freaking hamburger bun with his bare feet. What? And that's how they caught him, bro. When he, <laughs> I'm not trying to laugh, but dude. It's just off... one of those cases where it's just like, what? It's, it's just crazy. So you took off your socks and your shoes after you did the murder. And then all of a sudden, you probably just knocked over some hamburger buns and then stepped on them. That's how they caught you, man. That is insane. If they cannot test the DNA off of a can Mm -hmm. here in 2000, come on, come on. Because back then, they didn't even have that type of technology. So get on your job, people. Exactly. And on top (laughs) of that, I feel like even if it isn't, you know, if it was just by chance that a monster energy can was on there, maybe somebody boated out there to go fishing. I don't know. Even if it was just on there by chance by somebody else, I still feel like it's important enough to at least test it. Because, I mean, what do you got to lose? You're still looking for the guy. You're trying to look for leads, clues, you know. Yeah, like, just come on. Y'all could have been 
did why y'all have to tell us that oh we just found the can why is all of this taking so long because come on if this was done back in what the 1960s when they didn't even have all of this then i could understand how long it could take to find out a murder but now we're in the freaking future where we have technologies and computers and stuff come on exactly like i i do think that they should really look into that and test it to see if there's any you know uh like what am i thinking of uh dna sorry uh dna you know that could be traced back to brian i i do think it's you know they should try it they have nothing to lose and there's been leads here and there, but nothing that's really been like, okay, this is it. Like the guy is here, he's there, whatever. We still haven't gotten that information because this is still happening as we speak. But, you know, this is a really weird case, Jesse, because something like this has not happened in a really long time where everybody in America is trying to figure out the bottom of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Like it's another, um, I guess, America tragedy. kind of in a way because you know i've done my own research of america history of what happened with murders murders and murder cases you know yeah and i'm not gonna lie to y'all um and i'm gonna say this for the people who are listening and i'm not by me laughing in this podcast at anything you know i don't mean no disrespect towards gabby once again, and her uh, family. And I just want to say that it's really, really sad because people are out there dying. They're dying young, man. And she had a future ahead of her. You know, she was one of those, you know, lucky women. She had in the, she had the Instagram thing going. She was trying to, I think she was trying to start a platform. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy. She got engaged. She was basically going on the road trip that she dreamed of with plants in the back of her van. And the thing about it that spooks me out and, you know, if you people out there that has been following this case, there was uh, some YouTubers, I believe, a couple, and they were, they have a a YouTube channel where they, uh, broadcast their road trips and Mm -hmm. the thing that shocked me was on the last day that i guess uh gabby was alive was the last day when they were basically in the same area and they had a camera i believe on their uh camper or whatnot And as they were going up, they passed Gabby's van, dude. Her hat was sitting in the front, dude. And they didn't know it was Gabby at that time until they got off their road trip and whatnot. And they went back and I saw it earlier today. And when the YouTube wife saw it, I don't know her name. We're just going to call her the YouTube wife. There are a couple. So, um... And you, you guys can laugh at me at, at that. But <laughs> the YouTube wife, she um, when she saw the news about Gabby and she saw the van and everything, and her instincts kicked in and she went back to that video, right? And when she went back to that video, she said she basically watched that video 
and you could see them riding up on the van and passing it, bro. And that there's nobody, creepy. there's nobody in it, bro. And it creeped me the hell out because at that time, those people didn't know that that woman was being murdered, man. Mm-hmm. They didn't know. They had no idea, man. And I'm not like crying or anything like that, but it just shakes my voice because yeah, all these murders, man, all everything that happens to these people, these young people that you know supposed to have a chance, right? And uh, it's, uh, I'm lost for words, and I just want to say rest in peace to Gabby, you know, and hopefully that if there is a God, if there is a heaven, that he opened up them doors for her and she could live in peace. She don't have to live in such a cool, cruel world like this dude. Right. Yeah, I, I definitely agree on that one for sure. Because, and you know, it, it's crazy to me how those people were in the wrong place in terms of when something like that's happening, but at the right time because they got it and they kind of helped police saying, Hey, the van was here at this time day and all that stuff. It, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Cause like, what are the chances, dude? It's like one in a million to be there passing YouTube- by the van, you know? The YouTube wife said when she saw it, it, I think if I'm correct, she said it gave her chills down her spine, man. So I've. That is insane. It's nuts. Absolutely crazy. Well, guys, I think, you know, we're going to leave part one at that. You know, we definitely went over the whole timeline, kind of gave you guys our thoughts and opinions on what could have happened. But most importantly, if anybody out there listening knows anything about this that can help the FBI or the police, uh, you know, catch Brian Laundrie or information about this case, please call 1-800-CALL-FBI or 303-629-7171. And now that is the phone number to the FBI hotline where you can give them tips and all that stuff. If there's anyone out there who knows anything about this case. And uh, most importantly, when... Or if, you know, because we don't know whenever this case is solved or if there's any other big leads or information, we're definitely going to do a part two. Me and Jesse agreed to definitely, you know, keep going on this case until uh, it gets solved for sure. Because yes. we definitely want to let you guys know that it gets solved for anyone out there. Most definitely. Mm-hmm. So on that note, guys, thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode two of the horror cave and friends podcast with my co-host jesse we truly appreciate it and we also want to thank you guys so so much for all the support i mean for, with our first podcast we had so many viewers and everything and we are yes. super super grateful to you guys thank you guys so much for all the support um and i don't know if you guys know but on social media at the horror cave you can find all of our updates and all of our information posted on there as well as TikTok at the horror cave on both platforms uh the horror cave and friends podcast is on apple podcasts on red circle on spotify stitcher and uh as well as what else what am i thinking of uh did i say google podcast i think google podcast as well okay but, but yeah all all of those and uh, if I'm forgetting any, then they're going to be on my link tree on the Horror Cave Instagram. So all the different podcast, podcast, podcast platforms, uh, whichever one you guys prefer to listen to your podcasts on, they are all available. So thank you guys again for that. And uh, Jesse, is there any closing remarks or anything that you want to say before uh, we end this episode? Well, um, 
the first thing I want to lay out is thank you to everybody who've actually listened to us and who actually downloaded us, man, because I wasn't expecting, if you want me to be dead honest, not saying that I don't believe in our podcast, but as we know how the world works and how the world listens to what they want to listen to people like what they like people listen to what they want to listen to so by you guys listening to us and downloading us i'm more thankful than anything we don't even need a million people or a thousand people because i'm blessed with whoever that we're getting right now man i'm more than happy than anything and i want to say thank you to all of you guys man and we hope to bring you more good videos uh more good podcasts whatever we do to spice things up man we're gonna do it and we're gonna put our mind to it and Mm. one more time i want to uh actually give a moment of silence for gabby and i just want to give her 10 seconds of a moment of silence if y'all want to do that with me so um gabby we want to give you a moment of silence and I'm a believer in God and I'm going to pray for you that you find your journey on your way to whatever is after this life. So if you guys want to bow your head, just give 10 seconds, moment of silence for Gabby. Okay. All right. And um, what else I was going to say? I had something I really wanted to say. Mm. But I said what I said on Gabby. We got mm-hmm. more stuff for you guys to come. Definitely. And I just want to say thank you guys. I really do appreciate it. I really do. Yeah. And we is- gave you the real us today. We gave <laughs> you our emotions and stuff and everything yeah. showing us who we are. So I hope you guys could connect with who we are and relate to who we are. And I'll shut up and leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you guys again. And, you know, I didn't say this in the first podcast, but just to give you guys a rundown of what this is, obviously you can kind of tell by the title because it says horror cave. It's going to be a little bit about horror. It's going to be true crime cases. You know, a lot of stuff that me and Jesse are passionate about movie reviews. Uh, it's going to be talking about horror movies. It's going to be talking about, all kinds of stuff creepy and weird and if you're into that stuff then you're at the right place for sure and you know it's stuff that we're passionate about and we try to bring our passion and you know our uh our you know our personality into these podcasts as much as possible but as well as staying true to you know how we are we're not trying to be someone we're not we're just being us and just having a good time and hopefully you guys are having a good time listening to our podcast and we appreciate it more than anything and we're not trying to be like everybody else we're trying to be chad absolutely (laughs) That is 100% correct. And uh, next week's episode, we have a really good one for you. Uh, Jesse. Oh, yes. He thought of a really great idea. So for all of you Halloween fans, a.k.a. Michael Myers fans, we are going to be doing the Michael Myers masks from worst to the best. So stay tuned for that one next week. That one's going to be a really fun one. And uh, that's that's going to be a great episode. So definitely stay tuned for that one. And on that note, guys. We will catch you guys on the next episode. Thank you again for watching. Bye-bye. Peace.